I'm Gen Yer Kate. And I'm Gen Xer Jeremy. And, and together, together we're, we're talking, talking serious, serious shit. Kate. Hello, how are you? Very good. Final week of the election. This is the weekend, right? This is it. I voted. You do, I'm going to go over it this week too. Yeah, I've already done it. Well so, done to you. And I'll need to correct something. Well, no, I need to give information because we're talking about last podcast. Mm-hmm. We talked about voting and betting. Yep. And I didn't know about last year's last election's result. Correct. They got it wrong. They got it final, like very dramatically wrong. They actually paid out a shortened win three days before the election. So they actually lost about $5 million. So there we go. Wow. So they, while the betting guys, we all think, got it right, they didn't last election. They didn't. All okay. right. There you go. So anyway, so look, I've got something prepared for this week, just a quick one Great. about actually voting and what's it mean below the line, above the line, mm-hmm. preference. So... Do you want to get into that first? Let's get into that first because then we also have a question from a listener. Oh, my God. I know. So let's go through yours because I think that's important. Has mum contacted us again? Yeah. (laughs) Can you tell her to stop calling me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it's about the election this time. It's not (laughs) Um, Anyway, so when you get to the ballot box, we've got two pieces of paper because we're voting for the House of Representatives and the Senate. Mm -hmm. Now, the Senate is the wonderful kitchen table sort of like ballot paper, which is, you know, wonderfully long. Let's start with the smaller green one, which is the House of Representatives. Good call. So how that ba- th- that is, you have to number every box on that one, and that's where we do a preferential vote. Yep. Now, Australia is the leading country in doing this type of voting. In fact, it was uh, first the first ever vote of this type was actually in, I think, Western Australia, uh, before Federation, and then it was about, uh, it was in the early 1900s that we started to do this federally. So this is, uh, Australia is known for this type of preferential voting. So when you go in and you get your vote, let's say we've got five candidates, mm-hmm. um, you put your one, two, three, four, five, put your vote in. So what happens then is when the Electoral Commission that night opens up the ballot papers, the first thing they do is count everyone's number one vote. Okay. Right? And they put that in piles. Now, to win the seat, and again, this is the 151 individual seats in the House of Representatives, to win that seat, you must get 51% of the vote. Okay. Right? So sometimes in very safe seats, they generally win it on the first count. Right, so Liberal, Labor, on very safe seats, National Party will win it on on the first vote. In most other places, no one gets a majority. So what they do is then they take the person with the least amount of votes and remove them from that. So now we've got four candidates left. And then they distribute those votes on your number twos. Right, okay. So then they... And they'll keep doing that until there's two major candidates left. And then you have a two-party preferred and someone gets over the line to 51%. Gosh, big job. Big job, it is. So it sometimes, is, you know, especially if you've got 10 people in, 10 sure. sort of people in it. But that's why it's so important to you number and think about how you're wanting to vote. So some people, for example, I ran into a guy who's voting now. I'm in the seat of Warringah, mm-hmm. where obviously there's uh, the independent voter. This person was a, uh, a liberal, traditional liberal voter, was not happy with the Liberal Party, didn't want to vote the Liberal Party number one, but also didn't want to vote for the independent. So they then did a strategic vote of putting in, and I don't know who they put in, but they put in two or three minor candidates first and then put their 
third or fourth vote to the Liberal because they wanted to send a message, but they also didn't want their vote to go to Labor. Wow. Or to the Independent in this case. That is quite the so, strategy. So the nerdy people like, you know, who do politi- you know, we like to send little messages in our votes and <laughs> by doing gotcha. that. Gotcha. Sort of yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. And we had this deep down thought that someone at the Electoral Commission goes, oh, these people know what they're doing. They're sending yeah, a oh, message. Sending- oh, <laughs> got it loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> You sure told them, guys. Yeah, whoa, yeah. <laughs> um, but so, so yeah, that's why. And if you don't number your box, uh, each box, it's an invalid vote, right? Okay. So that's really important. Yeah, really important, except for this one minor change. Um, that means that if, if the five candidates uh, and you number one to four, and let's say you just hate the one, this one person, um, and you don't, you can't even bring yourself to give them number five. Mm. If you leave it blank. They will count that as a last vote. Like they will count. They won't discard right. it. So if you've numbered, you know, every box bar by one, one. Uh, they will still count that. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. that's how that's going to happen. Then we get to the wonderful thing of the Senate. Totally. Which is, can I just say it's just the most complex voting system. I'm glad we're going ever. through this. It's very confusing. It is. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not going to get into the details of it because I don't even understand the full. There's a formula involved here. Right. But anyway, so again, it's a it's a system where you you get your preferences. So now there's above the line or below the line. Mm-hmm. So you have to vote six above the line. So the, the, in the long line, there's all the yes. parties. You know, so you have to vote one to six. Yep. If you're doing above the line, if you want to do below the line, and you, you can do more than six if you want to do more than six. Right. You, it must be six. It must be six. And sorry, just to be clear, you can either do above or below. You don't need to do both. You don't do both. That you, you don't, don't do both. You don't yes. Do both. Okay. okay. Good. Just to clarify. Don't do, don't do the one or yep. or the other. Great. Uh, if you are doing below the line, um, you have to do twelve or more. Yeah. But I just talk about first of all above the line. Uh-huh. So again, and I'm going to do very very roughly because there's a there's a there's a percentage or a quota you need to become elected senator mm-hmm. for the state. Now, again, we're voting for the whole state. We're not voting for individual part, like individual uh, electorates. So your vote in, you know, the Northern Beaches is the same as your vote in Western Sydney or in Lismore or sure. in Bega or in Wagga Wagga. You know, okay. in New, you're voting for New South Wales, same in Queensland, Victoria. You know. yeah. So you're voting for your state. And uh, it's a half Senate election, which means only half the Senate is up for votes. Yeah. So uh, it's a six-year term as a senator, okay. not not a three-year term. Uh, so that's great, wicked if you can get on it. And anyway, you, are you awake? I'm like so <laughs> wicked, the most wicked. <laughs> so again, let's say you vote. Let's say if you vote for a major party, then the chances are they're going to get over the quota. So yep. let's say the quota. Yes. Let's say the quota is five hundred thousand votes, and they get a million votes. Okay. Right? So then they take that. So they take so you get one senator elected already yeah. automatically. Then they take that other five hundred thousand votes, extra votes, and then recount them into the system as okay. well. So your your number two, even if you're voting for your major parties, your number two votes still important. Still counts. Yep. It also works the other way, where the they they distribute the minor party votes all the way through. Yeah. And then they keep doing this quota system. The other thing is if you like. If you want to decide, hey, I'd like to vote just for, let's say, for example, women. I just want to vote. I'm, I'm sick of the, the men. I just want to vote for women. And okay. I want to vote, vote for women across 
the spectrum. I might want to vote for a woman in the Labor Party, a woman in the Liberal Party, and a woman in... You okay. Know, you, know, wanna, you can actually do that, and again, do that below the line. Okay. So you can actually do one in one party, two in the next party, three, go back to the other party, four. Oh, you know, so you can okay, really sure. mix it up as much sure. as you want to. You, you don't have to stick. Where if you go above the line, you're then... The, the order of preference the party has, and you'll see it, you know, one spot, two spot, three spot... That's how you vote. That's you're how you're vote, voting. Yeah, how the party determines that. Yeah, okay. You can then change that if you want to vote below the line sure. and say, well, I actually don't like number one that you've got for number one. I'd rather vote for this other person. And again, last election campaign, there was a Liberal Party senator who got the third spot on the official pre-selection for the Liberal Party. He actually did a unofficial campaign to vote below the line and put him number one so that he could try and get more votes yeah, right. because he wanted he he knew he would never get in on the third spot mm-hmm. with the liberal coalition vote so he went for his own campaign he wasn't successful but again you can do that yeah right anyway. well, that actually does clear that up a lot because you you actually do walk in to you know to vote on the day and people are handing you flyers left right and center and then they ha- hand you that giant long voting yeah. piece of paper and it's all very confusing so yeah. i'm glad we went through that i yes. really am that was news to me. Okay, there we go. There you go. That's good. So there number go. every box uh, in, in the green and at least six if you're up the top, 12 down below. Down below. Okay, great. Okay, should we move on to our next question? Yeah, sure. Okay, so, sorry, it's a tough one for you. So Lulu, our very loyal listener, yep. um, obviously has been listening in because she wanted to learn a little, little bit more about politics and wanted her vote to really count this time. But she's still very confused about who to vote for. Obviously, you get bombarded with everyone's campaigns and everyone's bad-mouthing one another, and so it's a bit confusing. So I just wanted to clear up what the difference between the Labors and the Liberals are and what have each of them kind of promised in this campaign. Well... How much time we got. How much time we got. I think the first thing to say is if you're still undecided, um, although I'm not a big fan of it, that ABC website they've got, which goes through a lot of the key issues and sort of ask where they you rank on them is a good starting point. It gets your mind thinking about which parties and what they... Is that that like. quiz that they've got for yes, you? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yes, you know, so, I have done that. So, yeah, so that's a good starting point. I think if you get to go on the ABC main website, there'll be links, Voters Compass, it's called. Yeah. Um, and they... It, it's a good... Look, it's not perfect in any way, shape, or form. It's a little bit biased to trivialising, you know, the complex issues. Yeah. So it's not like I wouldn't do it and then go, ah, it says I have to vote this. Yeah. But it's a probably good way to, to get your mindset ready point. to go through. Now, traditionally speaking, you know, your Labor Party has been the what we would have called the working class sort of, and again, that's in its name, it's the oldest party in Australia, um, and, and its roots have been born out of the, the union movement. Um, it's actually an American labour spelling rather than the UK um, the way we actually spell it Um, but it's sort of so it would say you know more progressive more for for, for workers Um, but again these are very generalisations that you know today don't hold true on they are certain the areas of difference would be very clearly about the unions I think that would be one they obviously are very very close to the unions in fact the unions are very very linked to the actual party structure, as we talked about, remember, in yeah. that factional Definitely. system yeah. there. So um, that's one big difference between them. Um, I think the environment has traditionally been, funny enough, you know, if you go back 30 years, the, 
the conservative side of politics was far more environmentally um, pro the environment really? than, than, than Labor was traditionally. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think you know Margaret Thatcher was the very first global leader to raise um, environmentalism uh, on the world stage. We did talk about that in our we UN did. podcast. I know, I know, yes. Gosh, we're good. We're yeah. across it, aren't well, we? Look, but that's changed too. You know, you've seen the environmental wars where Labor now has seen that as a very big differential between the Liberal Party Coalition Party. And totally. And you see that actually happening now within the Liberal Party. I think what's happened, my gut feeling is what's happening with both parties, Labor and Liberal, is that they're becoming far more entrenched. Their membership is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The broad church that it used to be yeah. in both parties, you had the factions in both parties, is less and less. And so you do get a little bit more narrowing of their their policies and yeah, and, and you're getting held up on issues that probably in the past would never have held them up. Sure. You know, and their inability to probably debate them. Um, look, I think, to be honest, this election campaign's been probably light on with policy. Yeah, okay. You know, light on on policy. I think the only big differential that came out this week was housing policy. Massive one, yes. Massive hearing about that a lot. Because you know, so that been... affects my generation with the first homeowners, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Dipping into your super. Totally. Um, so, and look, you know, we've, we've on our housing issue, we know, we know what we need to do to help the housing situation, but politically it's never going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So. Totally. Again, another podcast that we've done. <laughs> <laughs> so many. I so, look, I don't want to go in there because, I mean, it's always from your perspective. So I don't want to go in there and say that this is exactly what Labor are, this is what exactly Liberal are. I think if, you don't, if you're short on time, it'll only take you 10 minutes. Do that voter's compass, which will then at least give you an opportunity to sit down and think about some of the issues that are important to you and see which party lines up better in that area. Absolutely. Is that diplomatic enough? Yeah, that was so neutral. It was almost annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I think, you know, my theory, my theory is that the, the parties, um, that's why we're seeing a growing group of independents. Yeah, because massively. Because people are frustrated with the parties that they're not covering all the bases that they used to be able to do within that broader church. For sure. Both Labor and Liberal. So predictions, what do you think? Oh, goodness. I, I, no, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Do you? No, I have no idea whatsoever. And no one knows, but... Neither does sports vet, so... Exactly. It's, so it's, don't go off but them. But I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb. I reckon there's going to be um, absolute surprises. There's going to be seats that turn that we never thought would turn. I actually agree with that statement. I don't think there's going to be a majority government by anyone. Okay. I think independents will end up um, deciding it. And there may be independents that we've been focusing on the teals and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But maybe not them. There may be other areas. So I think we're not going to see a majority government in Australia. We're coming into a different time, aren't we? Yeah, that's my view. Okay. Could be wrong. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Goodness me. All right. See you next time, guys.